possible with God. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. Nothing is impossible with Him. You can be forgiven. Eternally forgiven. You can be saved. Eternally saved. Nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Once again, we declare that nothing is impossible with you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Holy Spirit, we yield our hearts and minds to you this morning. We ask that you teach us your word. We, we pray that you open our hearts and eyes of understanding. In the name of Jesus. And today we'll find help. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise Jesus. You can celebrate Jesus in this place. Come on, put those hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. And have your seats in God's presence. Amen. Praise the Lord. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. You know, there are times when you, and this is also very important, that we, we I just want to remind us before I go into the word, that we must ensure that whatever the circumstance or the situation that you're going through, you keep your heart on the Lord, you keep praying, you keep interceding, just keep speaking the word, uh, because you see, you don't you don't have to always have an explanation. Most of the time, most of the time, you get to have an explanation after the episode, after the incident. Most of the time. Especially if you don't lose faith and you don't give up. Most of the time, you get to have an explanation after. Hallelujah. Yeah, so oftentimes, you just have a nudge in your spirit. We were looking at how to be led by the spirit. Oftentimes, you just have a nudge in your spirit that, you know, especially when you give yourself to praying and you practice God's presence. So oftentimes, you are just, you, you are only aware that certain incidents are about to happen. But you may not have full explanation about it. Okay? Sometimes you have a nudge to do certain things, you do them. Most of the time, at the end of the situation, then you will have explanation. Most of the time. So that's what I was saying to some of us earlier. I mean, I said doing the, I mean, the how to be led by the spirit teaching. I, I said something that we must be like believers, indeed. We must indeed be like believers. What I mean is this. Like, um, for example, you know, you can extract patterns from scriptures, from episodes in the scriptures. You can extract pattern and know that, yes, this pattern is what I am going through. So most of the time, I'm praying for some people. Sometimes I'm praying for certain individuals. And as I'm praying for them, I just, have an, I just, I just hear you know, an echo in my spirit that this is Joseph's story sometimes. Okay? I think there was someone that, okay, this is Job's story. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, you're praying for someone, you just know, this is Joseph's story. So it means that this person is going through pits, he's going through these situations from one episode, one um, brothers dropped him in the well, from there to prison, and this until he became a prime minister. That, you know, this person's story is Joseph's story. So you can extract that pattern and be assured that, yes, I am going to have a successful and a good end. Am I communicating to us here? So he said, for, he said, he said for, I know the thought I think towards you, the thought of good, not of evil, to give you an end of expectation. Sometimes, that's all you need. You don't always have to have a detailed explanation of everything. 
You know, Paul was talking to uh, Philemon. Paul wrote a letter to Philemon. This is not my message, sorry. I just want to touch it just two minutes. I believe it's going to bless someone. And I think it's good because I just want to reemphasize it for the sake of, you know, uh, you know, for the sake of the nudging I had in my spirit and the impression that I got, you know, during the testimonies. You see, most of the time, uh, Philip, Paul was writing to Philemon. I, I think, look at that. I think it's better we just touch that Philemon part. Philemon, I think, is one, um, amen. I think it's Philemon 1.6, if I'm right now. Hallelujah. Philemon 1.6 or 1.15. Oh. Praise God. Philemon, where are you? Okay. Philemon, are you there? Yeah. Philemon 1. Uh, no. Okay. Philemon 1, 15. 15. So I'm just going to mention this before I go to message, just two minutes, and I go to my message. So Paul was writing to Philemon. He said, Philemon, Philemon, he said, for perhaps he departed for, he departed for a while for this purpose, that you might receive him forever. Now, uh, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother. Now, Paul was using um, uh, the, is it Onesimus now? Yeah, I was using Onesimus' situation as to talk to Philemon, okay? He was saying that, see, I met Philemon, are we together, everybody? He was saying I met Philemon in prison. So, Philemon, so what happened that Philemon was a servant. I'm sorry, Onesimus was a servant in Philemon's courtyard or house. So, probably he did something so probably he stole chicken, or probably he stole something, or stole money, and they arrested him and threw him to prison. Okay? So while in prison, he met, I, I, I mean, I, the, the, I just inferred that probably that's what he did, okay? You know, I, I'm not saying he stole anything, okay? But I'm not, you know, particularly enforcing that. I'm just saying probably. But he found himself in prison. So while in prison, he met Paul. So he received Jesus, and he had become a believer. So Philemon is also Paul's disciple to who he knew. So Paul is telling, Paul is telling Philemon that see, he said, receive him as a brother, not now as a slave. He said, perhaps, perhaps, no, that my emphasis is the perhaps. He said, perhaps he went through this thing. Eh, so that he would have received, he would receive Jesus and he will receive him back as a brother. Are you So it means that it, it was it, the, the conclusion he had was after the incident. He's not even doing the incident. He said, perhaps. The same thing that Joseph also said. Joseph said, when the brothers of Joseph came to Joseph, Joseph told his brother, he said, after, after two years, so they were supposed to have farming for seven years. Farming was supposed to be seven years. So they had done two years of the farming. And Joseph's brother came to Egypt to get food. And when it was time for Joseph to, you know, to show them his you know, strength and might, Joseph had a different interpretation of the matter. He said, hmm. He said, God, he said, God sent me. But while he was doing while he was going through pits, he didn't see it like that. I, uh, while he was thrown in the well, he didn't, it, was, it was as if ah, I saw vision now. Ah. As you know, so at the end of the entire situation, he said, Ah, God, actually, this is the reason. There are times when the Lord will tell me. There are times, I mean, that happened to me, but I, I shared it before to us several times that I'm about to eat. There was one time I had cooked. In when I was in my hostel back then in Nigeria, I cooked, did all the things, you know, fried dodo, fried plantain, rice, chicken, everything. I, had, I was ready because I fasted a day before. So I wanted to break well. So I had served myself. And as I was about to take the first spoon, the Lord told me, don't. I had a nudge in my spirit that I should not. Ah. Then I stopped. And I said, ah. I mean, why all this? I mean, I had already cooked. 
Then I left it, I packed it, and I covered it, all right? I put it somewhere. Then I fasted. I continued to fast for the next day. So it went two days. Then it was at that I didn't know, but I prayed. And I, oh, God, I just started praying in tongues. But I didn't know why exactly why the Lord told me to fast. It was at the end of the fast that they brought somebody that was sick, okay? Then the Lord told me, this is the reason why I told you. Now, it's not, you know, that's not the time I, to be saying, oh, you know, I, I shall ask God, why we do need him to fast to pray for the sick? But he told me to do it. I get, he told me, but he didn't tell me it was for healing to pray for someone that was sick. I can try, but he just told me fast. So I didn't have an explanation. Most of the time, it's like that. That's what I'm saying as a believer. You should have a, you should be, you should have that particular relationship with God where you don't, you are not, you are not too quick to, don't be like an unbeliever that is going through the pit and the well of Joseph. And also the prison of Joseph. And he say, oh, why is my life like this? My life is miserable. I don't think anything good can come out of it. Be, you think the word. Make sure you think the word. Perhaps. Paul's conclusion to Onesimus was that perhaps God brought him through this route to receive Jesus. That's where most of the time, perhaps, you know, I went through, what if I had not obeyed? What if I had not even come to Georgia? You know, some people, some individuals, why some people are complaining and say, well, you know, why, why am I in Georgia? Why am I in Georgia? Some people are actually saying, perhaps God brought me to Georgia so that I can come to love dominion. And I, can, I mean, a lot of people have that kind of story. Amen. So I can come to love dominion and so that this, perhaps it could be your story. Are you kind of trying to say here? So it's not as if everything has to be, oh, you know, praise the Lord. Yes. Let, find some perhaps in love dominion. <laughs> if the story is not doing good in Georgia, find perhaps here. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's open our Bible to First John. Protocol, I promise you, I will be, I will do well. Amen. First John 2. So I, I'm looking at, and this is also a nudge in my spirit while I was praying overnight. You know, I, I, you know, I, I had so many things that the Lord was impressing my spirit. And this is for someone that I believe. And God is, so the impression of my spirit is to talk about that um, Jesus or Jesus, our advocate. Amen. So, we're, we're, so that's the stress. Okay, we're stressing that point. We're emphasizing that point, point that Jesus is our advocate. Say this to me. Say, Jesus is my advocate. Yes, indeed, he's our advocate. So we're just going to pick scriptures here and there and trust the spirit of God to help us so that we can have a strong impression in our spirit. Now, look at it. First John in chapter 2. He says, my little children, these things I write unto you that you may not sin. So why is he writing to them again? He said, I'm writing to them so that you may not sin. So he's not writing to them so that they sin. He said, my little children, and I told us, if you say, if you say they're little, they're actually little. Praise God. Because if you read down, you know, he said, I'm writing to you young men. I'm writing to you fathers. I'm writing to you this. So, but that's by the way, okay? So look at it. He says, my little children, these things, very, uh, these things write, I write unto you that you may not sin. Now, and if any man, if any man or if anyone sin, amen, if anyone sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now, he says we have an advocate with the Father. Probably you type it like this. We have type, make the title like this. We have an advocate with the Father. Or better still, I have an advocate with the Father. Look your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I have an advocate with the Father. You have it. You have an advocate. Know that. Amen. 
you have an advocate with the Father. Now, this is, this is quite important because uh, John, Elder John, in this place was talking about sin. Okay? Now, now the advocacy of Jesus, are we together, is not in particular only about sin. Okay? But sin, the sin provision, the provision uh, the provision to solve the sin problem, or better still, the solution to the sin problem is inclusive, is included in the advocacy of Jesus. But the sin solution alone is not the advocacy of Jesus. It's not the only advocacy of Jesus. Are we together, everybody? Now, I'm saying this for a reason, but look at it again. He said, these things, he said, uh, and if anyone sin, we have an advocate with the Father. And that advocate with the Father is Jesus, the righteous. Now, when he talks about advocate, the word advocate here, or advocate with the Father, is parakleto. It's the same word that Jesus said, I will pray the Father and shall give you another advocate. So the word parakleto, that's where, you know, the Greek word that translated advocate is gotten from that word. That's the same word translates as standby. It translates a helper. Now, that's why another version would put it as helper. Are we together? It would say we have an helper with the father. We have a standby with the father. So it's not only, I know because, because, because we talk about advocate. Literal advocate in English. It will mean a lawyer. A notary. Are we together here? Now, it is beyond that. It's an encompassing word. It includes advocacy. But it goes beyond that. So, it, it, so the word is parakleto. So which means we have an advocate with the father. We have a helper with the father. So when he says, if any man sin, he says, he said, we have, look at it. He says, look at it. He said, my little sister. He said, so he said, and if anyone sin, we have an we have a helper, a standby. We have a paracleto with the father. So, by a helper. So, like I told us, I said, we are talking about, he's talking about sin. So, we can as well say this. Listen up, everybody. We can as well say this. If anyone is sick, with, is sick among you, we have an advocate with the father. Is anyone burdened among you, we have an advocate with the father. Is anyone struggling among you, we have an advocate. Is anyone struggling with addiction or a particular habit? He said, we have an advocate with the father. Not a judge with the father, okay, but an advocate. Someone who helps. So what do we mean by advocate here? It means that this person, because the problem that John was particularly talking about here is the same problem. And was writing to believers. He says, my little children. So, it means that he's talking to those who are his children in the Lord. So, supposedly, these guys had been born again. But he says, if any one of you sin. So, in other words, there's a possibility that any one of them could sin. It's possible. He said, if. If anyone sin. Now, it's very important. Now, I, 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 I know some folks who say, well, you know, um, sin is dead. You know, we are not sin. And there's no sin. Anymore. No, that's not true. As long as you are still in this body, the lust of the flesh, 
The Bible says when flesh is when flesh is flesh is concluded, when the loss of the flesh is con concluded, it gives birth to sin, and sin gives birth to death. So sin, the loss of the flesh, that's where that's where sin sin is. Okay, is the loss of the flesh. But you, as a born again child of God, in your spirit, you've been justified. You are born of God. Your sins are forgiven. You, Amen. But he says, if anyone sin, so what do you do? He said, if anyone sin, look here. You have what? An advocate with the Father. He said, Jesus Christ the righteous. He said, who is the propitiation for our sins? Not for us only, but also for the sins of the world. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is our advocate. Helper. Do you know what a sinner needs? So, for example, a believer who has struggled and he has sinned or done something. What he's trying to tell you here is that you don't need yourself to be condemned. Don't start thinking unnecessarily deep. Don't start thinking you have lost your place in God. No, don't start, don't start thinking. He said you have an advocate with the Father. And we have a helper. Now, let me tell you, what would the helper do? It, within the body of the scripture, this is the position of the helper. He will remind you that forgiveness is available in me, in Christ. And however, in his helping work, he will supply you with strength. So that you will be able to rule above that which is trying to bring you down. Are we together here? So that is part of his advocacy. So it's not just about, hey, you have sinned. No, I am, I have forgiven you. No, <laughs> no. It, it's, it's not, you know, you know, even stays at the point of I have forgiven you alone. It will just, eh, it's forgiveness. The advocacy is paracleto. It means that it contains the forgiveness and it supplies the help above that which you're struggling with. Am I communicating here? So in order, this is the point. A believer is not helpless. Why? Because there's an advocate with the Father. Amen. Say, I'm not helpless. Say, I am not hopeless. Say, I have an advocate with the Father. So the same advocate, you know, for example, and just, just for the sake of the teaching, let, I would like to stress it again. The advocacy of Jesus is not the one who wears wig. You know, if you are colonized by the British, you know, I know your, you know, your court system and your judicial system, they will wear wig. The lawyers and black suits. If you go to Georgian court, some of them just wear tie and just, you know, trousers and just go there anyhow. <laughs> you but, you know, when you enter, like, are we still in court? Because if you go to Nigerian court, you know you have entered court. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? You know you have entered court. Everybody's wearing wig. So, but, but, but it's not about even the costume. I just, that's just a you know, distraction. The, the entire emphasis here is that the advocacy of Jesus, when you say Jesus is your advocate, advocate is not argument. It, Jesus is not arguing with the Father. You know, that's the way people put it. They put it like, well, you know, sometimes, 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 I try to explain, especially when I'm explaining to someone who probably don't understand anything, I try to explain, okay, you know, if something wants to happen to you now, we, you know, we said, no, no, Lord, no. You know, that's where, you know, somebody, somebody said it during the week. Somebody said it last week. I, I was somewhere. I was like, ah, ah. How can somebody even think this? Yeah. So, if something has happened to, let's say, a man, a believer, or someone has sinned now, for example, then this, the devil will come. Come to God and say, God, I want this person to sin. It is, and you say, no, no, no. And they will be arguing with me. So God will not be in the middle. And Satan will argue, say, no, 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 according to the subsection, you know, and this one will also come here. This one said, no, 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 according to John 3, 16, I gave my life to him. 
No, no, no. Look at what You know, we create dramas in this thing. It's not like that. It's not that deep. Oh, it's not that shallow. Let me think. That shallow. It's not that shallow. Now, this is it. This is it. Now, the advocacy of Jesus is not an argument. It does not come in the place of arguing. Hallelujah. Okay, look at look at this. Um, so, okay. Amen. Remember the book of Revelation. He said in Revelation, is it for now? Yeah, if I'm right. Let, let, it's better, it better quote this right. You know, uh, uh, just for the sake of, you know, quoting. Revelation 4, I believe. Amen. Okay, I think so. Yeah, look at it. It says, uh, 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 uh. Amen. Yeah, I will not go there. Hallelujah. Okay, this is today. Is that, Revelation is not the emphasis, but I just want to go there for a reason. So he was talking about the lamb that was slain. Okay? So he said, blip, 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 he said there was, there was a throne, there was lightning, thunder, and everything. And he says, Revelation 5, yeah? Is it 5? Chapter 5. Eh? I don't, it's not, is it 4, 5? I don't want to, so I don't want to go there because I'm going somewhere else. So the entire concept of this, listen up everybody. The entire concept is that there was a throne. There was lightning, thunder in the throne. There was 24 elders, pim, pim, pim. And he says, they said, who can open the book? Who can open the book? Who is worthy? Then suddenly, they saw a lamb that was slain. Okay? So, so he saw the lamb that was slain, pam. And the lamb that was slain, he said, has how many horns? Seven, maybe one, two. Three, four, five, six, and one in the middle, maybe, you know. And I told her, I said, so, so, I wish to get everybody, listen up. So I saw the lamb that was slain. So, yes. Then I said, oh, the lamb that was slain has conquered. I mean, he has, you know, he has prevailed. So open the seal. And they opened the seal. You know, we discussed a while ago that the book that was sealed is Jesus. The lamb. Is Jesus, and you know, it's not, like, it's not typical, you know, because it's it's typo. Is a is an imagery document. So, is Jesus is not a particular beast that has seven horns. These are depictive, okay, of spirits. But that's just by the way. The emphasis of where I'm going here is that now, why he was saying he saw this in the spirit, that was taken in the spirit. He said, "Pam," and I saw this, and in the throne, I saw the lamb as it was slain. All that in your heart, in your mind, like this. So what did you see on the throne again? The slain lamb. Now, you saw who again? The slain lamb. Who is the slain lamb? Remember John told, John told Jesus. He said, he told the people that saw Jesus when they were, Jesus was coming to his baptism. Please, hold that. He said, behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sins. Yeah. So Jesus, the lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world? So John was in the spirit again in Revelation, not the other John the Baptist. This John, now, other John, he saw the lamb that was slain. I started by saying, the advocacy of Jesus is not an argument. It's the representation of Jesus, of the living Jesus. Let me put it that way. Of the living Jesus for you. That is the advocacy of Jesus. So let me put, let me put, let me explain because I'm jumping to the conclusion because of where I'm still going because I've not even started. So the conclusion, what I'm trying to say is this: that Jesus died on the cross, was buried, was raised from the dead. That is the advocacy of Jesus. 
So it is not an argument. It is what he has done. What he has done is his advocacy for you. Okay, look at uh, um, Hebrews. Because I don't want to go, I don't want to be, I, I, I'm trying my best not to go and start explaining things, you know, of what we are talking about. Hebrews, are you there? Praise the Lord. Hebrews and chapter uh, 9, amen. Hebrews 9.24. Now, Hebrews 9.24, it says that, ah, for Christ has not entered the holy place made with hand, which are copies of the true, but into heaven of what? Into heaven itself. Now, you know, when he say he has not entered the holy place made with hand, he's, not, he's talking about the one that the Israelites were using, because those ones were made with hand. Those ones, those ones were not spiritual. So it said, Christ has not entered the ones made with hands, but what? Which are copies of the truth, but into heaven itself. What has he gone into heaven to do? Now to appear in the presence of God for us. So, they, see, look at, listen everybody. So the appearance of Jesus is a proof that, so Jesus there, or the context that Jesus appeared for us is a proof that he has died, Oh, let me put that in. Is a proof that he had become flesh, he had died, he had resurrected. So his appearance for us is our proof. That is the advocacy. So as long as we are, as long as he's there, let me put it that so that we can understand this more. As long as he's there, is a proof that he has gone through all these things for us. Are we together here? The same thing, Hebrews, Hebrews, the same Hebrews, Hebrews chapter one. Hebrews 1. So the advocate of Jesus is not an argument. It's not like where, you know, hey, no, ah, no, no, no. Look at what he did. No, you know, someone said, well, you know, he stole, he's, uh, he borrowed matches. He did not return matches. So they have said, they have not said, no, because he's not return matches. Who is mine? He's mine. He's mine. And Jesus will say, hmm, God, Father, I died for him. Don't let Satan take him. And Jesus will say, no, I will take him. It's not that, it's not like that. The story is never like that in the light of the New Testament. It was never, it will never be like that. I wish to get everybody here. It is, there's no, there's nowhere in the New Testament that is like that. I wish to get even in the Old Testament. When Satan even came for the body of Joshua, one of the priests. Jesus has not died then. Satan came for his body and said, they said ah, look at stain in his body. Is this stain you're looking for? Change his clothes, change his clothes. Say, I'm the one that has plenty of clothes. Change his clothes. That's the Old Testament. In the New T, in the New Testament, we have an advocate, what? With the Father. Don't forget, I said advocate. I mean what? Helper, paracleto. Not just a forgiver of sin, but the one that helps. So in his helping, so his presence, I'll repeat again, his presence, that, okay, Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1, 3. Hebrews 1, 3, he says, he says, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, opposing all things by the, power, by the words of the power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent state. So at the right hand of Jesus, at the right hand of the majesty, he's not arguing. He's in the place of power. And, and, and walking in you, walking through us, walking among us. That's what he's doing. He's not there. He's not arguing a case. 
Amen. Your defense, let me listen to me. Your defense against Satan and all his wiles and all his schemes is Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. That's your defense. Having poured our sin, the Bible says he has for once and for all through the body of his flesh once and for all time. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Once and for all time. Once and for all. He has done it. Now let me tell you this. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your struggles is. Or what struggles are. Jesus Christ is your advocate. See you know. I, 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 I refuse to be tempted. I refuse to be tempted. To see your mistakes. I, I, I will stay with the emphasis of the scriptures. Because it works. And it will continue to work. Listen, everybody. See, for example, when you see a man, that's what I'm saying. Elder John now had seen somebody, he had seen them sin now. Why he's correcting their sin? He's reminding them that what? There's an advocate with the father. <laughs> so that you don't get yourself lost and the devil don't you know, get hold of you. Okay? There's an advocate with the father. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus did here. Let me, let's go Matthew. Matthew. Matthew 8. Matthew and chapter 8, still part of his ministry, Jesus' ministry, his LP ministry, his paracletos ministry. Mark, Matthew 8, are you there? Matthew 8, 16, 16. And when evening had come, they brought unto him many that were demon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Follow me, you, you, you have that picture, Abi? Uh, not yet, but I'll, I'll call that picture up. I've forgotten before, I just remember now. Amen. You know what I'm trying to do this morning? I want you to see God in the light of who God is. And his concern and his passion for you. Look at it. This was Jesus. God in the flesh. Don't anytime you see Jesus, or we're talking about Jesus, who are we talking about? God in the flesh. So this is the way God will act. Look at uh, Matthew 8, 16. When evening had come, they brought unto him many that were demon-possessed. And what did he do? He cast out spirit with, with the world. Now, 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 now. Now, Jesus did not say, how come you allowed demon to enter your life? What happened to you? At what point did you make a covenant with the kingdom of darkness? At what point? I'm interested. No, no, no. We're not interested in those details. What God, what Jesus had seen, this is someone that the demon possessed, oppressed of demons. And what did he do? Get out of him. That tells you the kind of person Jesus is. Is that compassionate? He's not, he's not interested in the theology. There was a time they came to Jesus. They said, ah, Jesus, who sinned? Who sinned? Is it his mother? Is it his father? Is it his grandfather? Is it Jennifer? Is it? Jesus said, I, I this story is too much that the glory of God may be known. Open your eyes. Hallelujah. You know, I know, let me tell you something. I'm aware that a lot of people, all, as many of you that are seated here, you are listening to me from home, anywhere, you have stories, different background, and everything. Sir, it happened when I was young. Oh, my, this, this, it was my uncle, or it was my auntie that started this episode and this cycle in my life, and I've been struggling with this, and now, oh, this, 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 oh, what with Jesus? And you are living in condemnation. Even as much as sometimes you go to church, you act it, but continually you are living in condemnation. Even after you have heard that Jesus, but you have to understand who Jesus is. You have to understand that 
when, he, when you meet Jesus, we're going somewhere. When you meet him, his interest is to paracleto you, is to help you. That's it. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and of every word, I will give rest. He didn't say you will beg me for rest. He said, just come, I will give the rest. Hallelujah. He gives rest. Glory to God. That's what Jesus does. I don't care what your story is. He gives the help. The paracleto. You are struggling in your study. Jesus is your help. He said, we have an advocate with the Father. What is that advocacy? His death, his burial, his resurrection. Now, sitting at the right hand of power of the Father for us. So his presence means that he has done this for me. It's not an argument. It's not a tribunal that they're doing, hey, no, ha, hey, 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 no, 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 no. And today, Jesus wins. I mean, Satan wins. I said, okay, we now, we now adjourn this case to two months' time. I said, ha, ah, I'm going to struggle again for two months. Then you are praying. He said, Father, Lord, help me, help me, help me. When I'm praying them more, maybe Jesus will now have one, many more words to say to the devil. Hallelujah. Now we're going somewhere. Look at it. Amen. He says, where did I stop? Yeah, yeah. So cast out every all the spirit with a word and yield all who all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled. That that was spoken by Prophet Isaiah, the prophet saying, himself took our infirmities, himself bore our weaknesses. Okay, sicknesses. He does that. Matthew 12. Whatever it is, if you're believing God for something, so Matthew 12 is the one that caught, you know, this one it is. Matthew 12. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew and chapter 12. We start from verse. Amen. Matthew 12 verse 18. Let's start from verse 15. But when Jesus knew it. Mm, mm, what is he knowing here? They wondered they were plotting against him because he had healed somebody on the Sabbath. So somebody's hand was withered. Are we together everybody? Someone's hand was withered, one of the hands was withered, and Jesus told the guy that you are healed. It was on the Sabbath day. So they were plotting against him, you know, to see how they can also take him. How are we together, yeah? So look at what Jesus said in 15. And, but when Jesus knew, not you know, just saying, but, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from there, and great multitude followed him, and he healed them all. You see, everywhere, he's always healing them all. Glory to God. Very soon, maybe our third week of November, we'll have healing Sunday. Amen. Of Freedom Sunday. Glory to God. Jesus healed them all. Look at him. He said, Jesus, what did he do there? He healed them all. Look at what we read earlier in Matthew 8, 17. He took all their infirmities. He healed them all. That's the kind of Jesus. You, you have to understand who Jesus is. He healed, do, do you think all of them that came to him, they were all saved? No, no, no. All of them were all No, they were not all perfect. He healed them all. Heal them all. Give them strength. A prostitute came to Jesus. Jesus said, hey, go and see no more. Pew. He will, see, I told us there, when Jesus said, go and see no more, it's not an advice. It's an empowerment. He said, go and see no more. It's like saying, light, be, go and see no more. Jesus said, forgive me. He said, go and see no more. So the guy received an empowerment to detest sin. Are you getting friends? He said, it's not an instruction. It's not an advice. Glory to God. We're going somewhere. The character of Jesus is either healing the sick, forgiving sin, or healing sin. Everybody, the only people that Jesus has a problem with 
Pharisees and Sadducees, the law people. Those are, those are the people. Even John the Baptist had a problem with them. Those are the only people we have problem with. They at the point they came to Jesus. Ah, your master is eating with sinners, drinking with sinners. He said, Ah, he said, I'm sent for them to heal them. He said, A doctor, he said, A sick person does not need, uh, so an elderly person doesn't need a physician. Are we together here? Now, I'm going somewhere. He helps. If you are with Jesus, you receive the help, not forgiveness of sin alone. The help to also live above it. The help. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? It's the help. The help is encompassing. It's not, your sins are forgiving you. That's not, the help, that's the help is not complete. Now, the pardon, when you just pardon somebody, the help is not complete. You, you were pardoned and you also received a supply of the Spirit to also grow and live above that which is bringing you down. That's the help we're talking about here. And that's what Jesus actually gives. Are we together here? Yeah? He gives it. So, uh, but Pastor, what if announcing again? He said, We have the help again. You come to him for help. Amen. Pastor, I've received Jesus, but I, I, I made mistake again. Made mistake again. You go to him for help. Let me tell you something. Amen. Even if you come to me, what I will do for you, of course, is to reawaken your sight and your focus. On who supplies help. I can lay hands on souls on certain things. For example, if somebody is sick in their body, we can lay hands. What we are releasing, what we are doing is that we are stirring that which we are releasing the power of God by his spirit, okay? So that what God has done will be facilitated in your life. That's what we are doing. We are not adding more juice to what has been done. What has been done is complete and is finished. Glory to God. So what we are doing is that we are facilitating it. You know when somebody is laying hands on somebody and to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? We say facilitating. The Spirit is not particularly coming from my own. Amen. Okay, maybe I explain. Amen. Did I go there? No, no, no. Amen. Okay, Matthew 12. Matthew 12. How did you get everybody? So Matthew 12, he said, Jesus will dream himself. and said, yet he warned them not to make sin. Yes, he healed them what? Yet he warned them not to make him known. Why? He said that it might so he said that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, yeah, by Isaiah, saying, Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. Now, justice there, that's the one he said, another person said we declare judgment to the Gentiles. Alright? Now it's justice. By justice, listen, by justice or judgment, anytime, anytime you hear judgment, it does not only mean, uh, you know, 10 years imprisonment, death sentence. Judgment does not necessarily mean judgment, uh, punishment. That's not what it means. When, when you go to court, okay, you don't, if you have your TRC, they deny your TRC, you go to court, they won't sentence you, sentence you to 10 years imprisonment because they deny. Maximum, they reject your TRC. You see, it's judgment. But the court will tell you, okay, the court can also tell them, see, guy, I withdraw, withdraw your rejection, give him TRC. That's also a judgment. So in judgment, you can receive vindication and also receive punishment. It depends on which side you fall. 
Are we together here? Yeah. So if I say, for example, that's why if somebody tells you, God will judge you, I say, amen. You know, because the thing is this, okay? Because you know if God will judge you indeed, okay? You know the judgment that will come from God. Amen. So if, if so, when God judges, you say God judge a man now. When God says, so, tells a man, your sins are forgiven you, that's a judgment. A judgment is a decision. Are you getting trying to say yes? That's judgment. Judgment, the word judgment is means crisis. It means tribunal, a court. So it's not the decision. The judgment is not the decision. So that's why we call justice. Again, so when you say God is a righteous judge, okay, he will do well, he will do right. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. So he says this, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He said, he will not what? Quarrel, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the street. Verse 20 is where I'm actually going. He said, a bruised ear read, he will not break. Now, look here, a bruised Now, let me put it up. Put the picture up now. Okay? He said, so that for us to understand what is a bruised reed. He said, we not break it. And a smoking flax. Bruised reed. So, this is a bruised No, this is smoking flax. So, go back to bruised reed. Now, go back to bruised reed. Bruised reed is like this. You know, it's very fragile. If you pass, and you know, it's possible for it to break completely. He said, it will so do his work in such a way that the broken reed... Eh? It will not break. It will fix it well. If I, it, and you will not even hear noise. Okay? It will complete it. You know, this is the point. It will not see a weak, feeble situation and complicate it. So what I'm trying to say, if, you're, if your situation is weak and feeble, and your soul is heavy, and you'll be so hurt, and you are even at the point of breaking, totally breaking, Jesus is such that can supply help, that yet you'll be so mold, you'll be so perfect, that you'll be an envy of the world. People will say you'll be so perfect that it will never be as if you had a little break. He said a broken reed, you will know what? A bruised reed rather, is bruised, he said it will not break. He's telling you that he can attend to the most fragile situation. That's the point here. He started by saying that he healed them all. And he said that even a bruised reed, the other one flax, flax, put it flax. He's like, you know when you off somebody's candle, when you off candle, you know this small smoke will come out. So the small smoke is a sign that the light is out. So that, that smoking flax, the light is out. But we can say that this person, there's a light here before. So what I'm trying to say, what he's trying to say is that even if there's a passion before, there's a fire used to burn before, used to Quote scripture before. You used to do all those things before. But along the line, situations come and you, don't, you thought you have even lost yourself. He said it will restore you in such a way that you will not know. People, will, there will not be noise. That's the point. He said this. He said, will do it. It is healing. This is still healing. This is still paracleto. This is still help. Look at it again. He said, look at it. He said a bruised reed, it will not break. A smoking flax, it will not quench. Till he sent for justice to victory. So the justice will come to victory. So he will bring, so he's going to come there and decide whatever his decision will be on the bruised reed and on the smoking flax. It will be such that we lead the victory. Are you going to try to say, yeah, that is his paracleto. So when a man says, he says, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. What are you trying to say? If you feel you are strong, you have sinned. You have an advocate with the father. It is such that we supply the necessary strength that you need. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? 
He is such. Look at it. I'm running up with two scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. He's our help. He's my help. He's my paracleto. He's my protector. He's my shield. He's my everything. When I go to him, I know where to go to. I know where there's a rock that is higher than I. I know where to go to. Do you know what he said there? He said the word of God is quick and powerful. Shabbat and many to so. Do you remember what he said? He said, he said ah, 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 I'm trying to rush it. He said, let us come boldly. He said, he said, he said no. He said, we have not an high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. So therefore, let us come boldly. Put it up, put it up. Help me out. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4, verse uh, 11 or 12 or 13. Let's just start from, are you there? Ah, 12. Start, go, go from 14. Go from 14. Hebrews 12, 14. He says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into heavens. Jesus, don't forget we said he has gone to appear before us. To appear for us, right? Before the Father. Advocate with the Father. Appeared. For us. So see now that we have an high priest who is passing to heavens for us before the Father. Look at it. He says, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. What do you mean by profession? What we say. Let us hold it fast. What are we saying? That is my Savior. Is my Lord. Is my Redeemer. Is my salvation. Let us hold fast our profession. Next verse. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. And that is something I want you to sink deep into your mind this morning. I don't care who you are, what your background is, your story. My story may not be your story. But we have an high priest that is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. The word infirmities there will make weakness, struggles, challenges. I don't care what you're going through. And I care. But you know what I mean by I don't care? I mean, I don't know what it is. <laughs> because I care. I don't want you to go through it. That's why I'm preaching Jesus to you. Amen. So, but you understand what I mean? I do, but I don't care, yeah? Yeah. It's a cliche. It's a cliche. You know, it's a word. I don't care what you're going through. What you're going through, yeah? But you understand. I do care what you're going through. Right? But I don't want you to go through it. So that's why I'm talking to you about the paracleto. So look at it. He says, who, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was at all point tempted like as we are, yet without sin. We are, yet without sin. Next verse. Let us therefore come boldly. Now, the word boldly, yeah? The word boldly, yeah? Is a compound word. It's not being braggadocious. It's beyond being braggadocious. Like, oh, we come boldly. You know, no, it's beyond that. The word there means... The word there boldly also means to speak freely without restriction. That's what it means. The word there is a compound word. It's a, the Greek word means to speak freely without restriction. So what he's trying to say before, before then, he says that the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two edges sword. Person even to the virus and asunder of the soul and the spirit, joint and marrow. He said it's a discerner of thought. Remember I said it earlier. He said the word of God is a discerner of thought. So everything is transparent before him. Everything. Including your weakness. Your mistakes, so everything. So because everything is transparent, he sees them, he knows them, then also recognize that there's an high priest who is touched by the feelings of the weakness that he sees. Mm -hmm. 
So why hide from him? When he sees everything, and he's also touched by the feelings of infirmities, then why hypocrisy? Then why act as if nothing is happening? Why not just come boldly and say, God, help me? He said, he said let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace hmm. and receive that we may obtain what? Mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The word find there is not the type of find that you are searching. So, amen. It's like saying, let me come freely to this place and when I get here, what did I find here? Water bottle. Okay, so exactly. So I find it there. So come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. When you come to the throne of grace, what will you find there? You find mercy, you find grace. Helper, if any of you, if any one of you sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now let me, let me, two scriptures last. I promise. I don't know why time is just flying. Isaiah, Isaiah 59. Amen. I love Isaiah 59 and I quote this scripture often. Since the first time I saw it, I said, oh man, God is awesome. Now, Isaiah 59, please don't lose this thought because I'm about to round up. I just want to pick some prophets' words and just say them again and again. Hallelujah. How many of you need some help from God this morning? I need, I need, I need. Amen. I need help. From where is coming my help? I come from the Lord. Amen. Amen. You could be seen, sickness, anything. Your help is from God. Not from man. Not from yourself. Your help is from God. He helps. Man, I'm enjoying God's help every day. And do I have challenges in my family too? In my business? In my... I do. Then where do I go to? Throne of grace. And what do I do there? I obtain mercy. I find grace. I find help. I, I mean, that's what I do. You get? You're broke? You got more no money in your pocket? Yes? Say, ah, Pastor, Jesus did not die for money. Yes, you see? Amen. That restriction, it is true, he did not die for money. Amen. But the restriction in your mind that he cannot supply money is in your mind. He supplies. God what? Supplies. Amen. God does what? Okay, look at it, Isaiah. Hmm. So Isaiah, are you there? 59. He said, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save. He's not. No, he's here, heavy, that he cannot hear. Oh, Isaiah said, Oh, but your iniquities have separated you from God. God. Your sins have hidden his face from you. So he is not, he will not hear. For your hands are defied with blood, your fingers, you know, with iniquities. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongues are as muttered perversity. Mm -hmm. So many perversity. No one calls for justice. No one, no one pleads for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquities. They act viper's egg. Ah, you need to know what viper's egg is, yeah? Cockroach's egg. Like a dragon. Spider webs. He will eat of their eggs dies. And from that which is crushed forever. Okay, jump. Hallelujah. Ah, jump to verse. Hmm. Where did I stop here? 
5. I want to jump because of our time. Okay. Verse 9. Therefore, justice is far from us. Amen. Verse 12. For our transgression, because he, from that to, he was complaining down. Okay. Oh, we are this, we are this. Verse 12. For our transgressions are multiplied before you. For um, our sins. Verse 14. Justice is turned back and righteousness stand far off. You know. Verse um, um, 16. So, maybe we do 15. <laughs> so, truth fails. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it. Because this is Old Testament. So, it's, this is what he's saying is happening in the Old Testament. It's not what is happening now. You know, people used to bring this Isaiah. Oh, the Lord has noticed that. I don't say, oh, this is, that's the Old Testament. But look at it. He said, then the Lord saw it. And it displeased him that there was no justice. Then he saw that there was no man. And wondered that there was no intercession. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him. And his own righteousness, it sustained him. Remember what he said? He said, we have, a, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. His own arms brought salvation. No one could help. No one could help. Then he came. Then he died. Was buried. Resurrection. This buried, died, buried, resurrection, that is his advocacy in the presence of the Father. Now we have an advocate. We have an intercessor. Hmm. Job. How many of you like Job? <laughs> Job 33. Hallelujah. Jesus is my help. He said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. They told him, hey, don't go. Master, if you go, what will happen to us? No, 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 no. I will pray the Father. I will give you another paracleto. He will abide with you forever. Amen. This is the last verse. I'm not quoting anyone again. I promise. Hallelujah. Okay, we open to Job, yeah? Job 13. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. Well, let's start reading from verse 9. Verse 19. A man, a man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with strong pain in many of his bones so that his life hours bread and his soul succulent food. His flesh face wastes away from sight and his bones stick out. You know, they stick out, you know. No, it's growing old. His bones stick out. Which ones were not seen? Yet his soul draws near the pit. And his life to the executioner. This is Eliu speaking. Verse 23. If there is a messenger for him. You see that? We just need one messenger for him. A mediator. One among a thousand. To show man his righteousness. To show man what I have done. Then he's going to be gracious to him. He's going to say, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Then his flesh shall be young like a child. You know, I'm not going to teach about immortality today, but this is one of the secrets of immortality. Intercessor. Messenger. Somebody in between. Amen. Did you see that part in the scripture? He's there. 
He said, only if I can just get one man. He said, he's getting too old. He's going to the hell. His bones are sticking out. They are quaking. He said, I just need one messenger. One mediator before man. I'm saying that when you say Jesus is your advocate, your messenger, your intercessor, it goes beyond just forgiveness of sin. It transcends even the help you receive. You can receive help today. Hallelujah. If your body, if your body is quaking, that's why I decided to go to Job and Isaiah for a reason. Because Isaiah, Job was talking about quaking. Okay? Feeble, I don't know, fingers, hands, and the guy is going to the prayer and he's feeling out, ah, my brother, can my sister, you know, I cannot, I will not last more than seven days. My will, give my will. I have one car. He said, that's what happened because Eliu came to tell them because they were all discouraged. Oh, Job was saying, hey, my life is gone. I will die now. Oh, everything, my children, everywhere. Look at my skin. Oh, boil. Oh, sickness. Oh, Eliu said, huh? I'm young, guys. But, you know, can I speak? He said, there's a spirit in man. The inspiration of the God Almighty gives him understanding. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. It is true. The body is quaking. It's going to hell. It's going to pit. He's doing all these things. I'm summarizing. He said, but if we can get him a messenger, a mediator among thousands, we will tell man about righteousness. That you've got righteousness in Christ. Jesus appeared for the Father, for us. We've got righteousness. You see how many blessings we have? Even our body should not be quaking. So you can bank on that. And say, hey, body, you will not break, you will not quake. Are you going to try and say, yeah? You can back on that advocacy and say, hey, sickness, you go. I have an intercessor. I have a mediator. Are you going to try and say, yeah? Your brain cells say, ah, I'm not reading well. Oh, things are struggling. You can back on the advocacy of Jesus and say, no, no, I succeed in the name of Jesus. You may be struggling and with a habit and addiction, you can back on the advocacy of Jesus and receive help. Bow your heads and talk to God. Thank him. And talk to him today. Say, Lord, I receive help from you. I acknowledge once again that you are my advocate. I acknowledge once again you are my advocate. Not just in this moment forever. Even as I step out throughout the week, I enjoy the advocacy of Jesus. I enjoy your advocacy. He said you have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. Talk to God. Say, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for what you have done for me. Thank you for your death, for your burial, for your resurrection. Thank you for your intercessory work in my life. Thank you for your advocacy in my life. Thank you because you appear before the Father for me. Thank you, Lord. I receive forgiveness. I receive help today. I receive strength to live above that which brings me down. I receive strength to live above sin, to live above every weight. I receive strength in the name of Jesus. I receive fire today, a rekindling of passion, a rekindling of desire in the name of Jesus. My study life is dying, but this morning, Father, I receive help. I receive help. Is there anyone among you whose study life is dying, whose prayer life is not consistent? You have an advocate with the Father. Is there anyone among you who is struggling, who is struggling and trusting God for breakthrough? You have an advocate with the Father. An advocate with the Father. Say, Lord, I receive help. In my secret place, I receive help today. In my secret place, I receive help. I want to tarry. I want to learn more. I want to tarry like I used to tarry. Even beyond, I want to pray them more. I receive help this morning. In the name of Jesus.
I receive help. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it this morning. This afternoon, receive it. Receive it now. Help, 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 help. In your marriage, receive help. In your marriage, receive help. Whatever it may be, learn to go to the rock that is higher than I. Rock that is higher. He said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace when we need it in time. Whatever it may be, your marriage, relationship, everything, go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I pray for these ones. I ask, Lord, that their needs are met. In the name of Jesus. That whatever the needs may be, that they are met in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your advocacy. We bless your name, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's embrace Jesus.